the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. And I'm Terry Reed, a director at SAPSA. We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the first verse. Scott, we have quoted before the stat that the Bible contains over 2,500 prophecies, of which over 2,000 of them have already come to pass. That, of course, is not only true, but is one of the best evidences of God's words being from Him and having the authority of God, since it shows a supernatural ability to correctly predict the future, which man can neither duplicate nor even fathom how it occurs. This is truly a God thing. One of those predictions that is in the Bible many people have never heard of, and that is the Bible correctly predicts many things about our current modern age, including the teaching of evolution and the advances in technology. Second Peter 3, 3-13 through 13 give us amazing insight into today's world. Terry, would you read those verses one at a time so we can analyze them in the light of today's world? Surely, it says in verse 3, Above all, you must understand that in the last days scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. It can be easily seen that our day that is full of scoffers. Man today increasingly ignores, defies, and doubts of God's existence in ways we have not seen in recent history. Our society is bent on instant gratification in everything we see in the media and provided to us in stores, restaurants, and throughout our society is meant to feed our seemingly insatiable goal of fulfilling every desire of our hearts, whether they be good or terribly bad for us. Verse 4 says, They will say, Where is this coming? He promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. This verse tells of both men scoffing at the Bible and the concept of God as well as predicts evolution. It ridicules scripture since it predicts the return of the Savior and the reformation of God's kingdom, but they take it from his not returning yet that he never will. Sadly, this is a rampant worldview today. The second part of that scripture where it says everything goes on as it has since the beginning of the creation is reminiscent of the uniformitarian thesis for evolution, which is prefaced on the idea that the processes in this world are going on today just as they have throughout the history of the world, and thus point not to a creator, but to a process of creation, which they call evolution today. They scoff at catastrophic events like the worldwide flood in spite of the overwhelming evidence in geology and in our cultures for that event occurring, and choose instead to make themselves intentionally ignorant and cling to the evolutionary philosophy of everything on earth occurring naturally by which they mean without God's help or direction, and that these processes which shaped our existence have been at work and acting in all the same way since the creation, an evolutionary worldview predicted here in verse 4. Verse 5, But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. 
Not only does this verse continue to point out the world's intentional ignorance of God's actions and creation, but it also points out a key difference in how the secular scientists say the world was created and how the Bible says the world was created, which can be tested. Secular science has the view that the earth was formed over 4.5 billion years ago as a huge mass of material fell together by accident via gravity. This is called the nebular hypothesis for the formation of our earth and our solar system. They ignore scientific data which shows that the material in space will never naturally coalesce together like that. But more importantly for this verse, their theory predicts that as these masses of material fall together and collide via gravitational attractions, the earth will be formed as a huge molten ball which will not cool to have a solid outer crust for perhaps 500 million years and have no water. This is called the earth's Hadean or hell-like beginning. The Bible in verse 5 tells a very different story of the world being formed not in fire as a huge molten bowl, but coolly out of water. A very interesting find made by archaeology and through deep drilling is the discovery of zircon crystals deep within the earth buried below Precambrian rock, which is below where life was to have started and thus near the time of the earth's creation. These zircons, by their structure, show that they were formed not by fire, heat, or volcanism, as the secular nebular hypothesis demands. But their structure shows that these ancient rock crystals formed at the creation were formed in a cool environment out of water, just as the Bible says. Thus, these zircon crystals give evidence that the biblical account and not the secular science account has an accurate accounting of how the world came to be. Verse 6, By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. This verse again points up how secular science is so intentionally ignorant of what geology and our cultural history so clearly show, that about five or 6,000 years ago this world was remade in a cataclysmic worldwide flood. Around the world we find sedimentary layers of rock piled miles deep on top of one another. These layers of sedimentary rock show directional flow patterns and folds which prove they were laid down not over billions of years but very recently by water in a worldwide flood event. Our Grand Canyon in Arizona is a laboratory example of this type of deposition put down by the flood. Secular science to disbelieve the occurrence of the flood must not only ignore geology found across the world, but it also must ignore cultural histories from across the world. More than 270 cultures from around the world have flood legends as part of their cultural historical accounts, and religious histories. While these accounts differ in some ways across the world, most have an astonishing set of details and agreement. Most of these accounts agree that the world was covered in water, that a man built the boat, that his family and animals were saved from destruction on this huge boat, and that God sent the flood due to man's sin. Thus, to deny the flood of Noah's day, secular science has to ignore striking evidence from both geology and anthropology. These fields support just what the Bible said in verse 6, that the world was covered in a catastrophic deluge of water. Verse 7, by the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. This is one of the few places where the Bible and secular science agree in their prognostications for the earth, and it makes good common sense that they do. Science theorizes many end scenarios for the earth and life on it. Many of these include the earth being destroyed as our sun goes nova or explodes, that is by fire, or in a collision with another huge body from space, a collision which again would destroy all the earth by fire. 
What the Bible makes clear is that this event would not be a random event in nature, but a God-foreseen and directed event for which we should prepare to have a positive relationship with Him. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. We are talking today about how the Bible supernaturally has predicted the theory of evolution, the scientifically verifiable way in which the world was created by him and made other predictions about modern culture. I am going to read Second Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish. That was good that read them together. Verse 8 is an often misquoted and misunderstood verse, which is often misused to try and show that the Bible allows for deep ages of time like billions of years of history for the earth that secular science wishes to give it. First, we need to understand that even if one of God's days is a thousand of our years, which is not what this verse says, but if it were, it still would not be sufficient time to fit all the history of what the secular science wants to read into the history of our planet and the universe. For these two accounts to mesh, both science version of the creation of all we see in the Bible each of God's days would have to be somewhere between 500 million and several billion years long. Trying to read such time frames in the Bible does not only not agree with this verse, but it destroys the credibility of what the biblical account says of our creation. Verse 9 makes it clear that verse 8 was not specifically intended to be a definition of how long God's days are, but an expression of how God is long-suffering and delays his return until all can be saved from destruction, who can be, and why Jesus has yet to return. Verses 10 through 13 say, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. These verses emphasize that the world will come to an end and that we need to be ready for that day, even though no one knows when it will be that we don't need to fill our days and time and self-gratification, but that our goal should be to pay attention to the coming of the Father's kingdom and for us to position ourselves to be a contributing part of that coming kingdom. It also gives us great hope as we focus not on the horrific destruction of this world by fire, but on the recreation of this world as it was in Eden, like in like perfection as God originally intended with perfect justice, so we yearn for today, but never seek. Here is another scripture which prophesies about our day. Daniel 12:4 says, Even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Many people think of the Revelation as the only book of prophecy in the Bible. This is an incorrect view. There is prophecy throughout the Bible. However, in terms of end times prophecies, second only to the book of Revelation is the book of Daniel. Note that Daniel 12.4 says that in end times people will run to and fro. 
No time in human history has there been such a time of travel around the world. Truly, we are running to and fro across the planet, but that verse goes on to say that knowledge will increase in the end times. Again, the Bible is spot on. Our knowledge of science, literature, art, languages, and so much more is unparalleled in history. And the amount of knowledge we add or increase by grows every day. The Internet, computers, and our expanding means of data storage and communications have ushered in an explosion in the amount of knowledge stored, communicated, and available as has never been dreamed of in previous human history. How did the Bible know of a future where men would say, that all creation created itself, roam over the earth as we do today by sea and air, as well as envision the incredible increase in knowledge which makes our modern times. Wow. The Bible really has predicted many things about our current modern age, including the teaching of evolution and the advances in technology. That is a powerful testament to its being from the Creator of God. Information for creation events around Bear County can always be found on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Our website also has a link for contact information and on which you can order our newsletter. Also go to Wise ShouldYouBelieve.com, Barry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. now at Grady's Restaurant at the corner of San Pedro and Jackson Keller. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of hundreds of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.